0: So, uh should we just should we just get started? Yeah, we should. God, I feel like I'm not gonna be as like peppy as I I, I should be. Show deal. I'm just sad. <laughs>
1: uh it's not that's not what I was like. I, I hope we can at least get a good discussion.
0: I mean we can't it's gonna be like a sad good discussion. I'm just so disappointed. In in this movie? In gay people. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I'm you so get disappointed in gay people. That's, I feel like this is perfect cold
1: So, welcome to episode 26 of Stuck in the Middle with You, a podcast for two guys. Take a look at a critically divisive film and see on what side the critical consensus they fall on. My name is Derek Gade. I'm coming in a little rough this time because my rabbit ate through my microphone, and I'm recording my half of the podcast. On my telephone, and with me, uh, as always, with a fancy setup that involves a computer and a microphone that has been shrewd through by a lagomorph, is my friend and collaborator Juan Barkeen. How are you, man?
0: I'm I'm disappointed in the state of queer cinema.
1: Oh uh, man, <laughs> that's totally not where right we're gonna go with this episode, but. <laughs> We gotta play it as it lays. as they say.
0: Okay, let me let me let me let me homo it up for you. Hold on. Uh, You said you said the word telephone. So so let me let me stop telephoning.
1: Your heart's in it, man. I can feel it.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Is my heart ever? No, it is occasionally in singing Lady Gaga, but not today. Not today, Uh,
1: man. This movie was not very good. (laughs) It's. It's as not. we predicted it wasn't very good but it was not very good on a whole other level it's just but like i expected like some
0: gay I've movies middling. i expect
1: straight up bad
0: i expected you like know? like enjoyable bad because like some gay movies are just like i know gay movies are like 90 percent shitty 10 percent great just like regular movies too but like It's just so disheartening to see something like this.
1: (laughs) But this that my friend is referring to is uh, Bear City, directed by Douglas Langway, released in 2010. Now, I think this episode, more than any other episode we've done or any other episode we will do in the future, uh, I need to do this question right off the bat. One, what the hell is Bear City about?
0: Oh my God! Okay. I want
1: you to gay explain this movie to me.
0: I want, do you want me to gay explain this movie? I'm gonna do like a lot of gay explaining throughout the episode, actually. Um, you no,
1: know, I'm not an idiot. I catch on to like I know what a twink is.
0: Oh my God! But you didn't know what an otter was, and that's I cute.
1: <laughs> I had to ask because you know, I mean, I live my life.
0: It's okay. It's
1: okay. And otters are otters it's are those cool animals you see at, at the
0: zoo. It would be, it would be, but not anymore, Derek. The thing is, like, I'm literally just thinking about that episode of fucking It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where, like, all of them at some point or another just start, like, sort of discussing what, like, twinks are and bears are and otters and twonks and twanks. (laughs) Twonks and twanks? That's just just Always Sunny. That's just it's Always Sunny being fucking ridiculous, but I love it, I love it.
1: Those are made up terms, right?
0: Yes, the, those two are. Okay, but good anyway. Okay, so, so Bear City is Bear City is basically what is a bear like, one for those of the audience who don't know is, what like an older, I mean like a heavier, hairier older gay man, and a cub is a younger version of that. So I would technically fall under. The cub spectrum, and then an otter is that, but thin.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm going to school here. This is yes, a- it's, just, an experience it's
0: just early. hairy thin guys. You know, like that's that's basically it. So, so know, like Robin Williams in the seventies, I guess. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's like not indie era. He would arguably yes be an otter. Uh, <laughs> You and I would both be Cubs, I... <laughs> like like Chicago Cubs, like
1: the baseball team. That's exactly I like well. I,
0: we do have we do have sports terminology, <laughs> as in pitching and catching. Um, as as <laughs> I hate I hate I hate culture so much. Like it, what's dope
1: is that like I like like I know sports terminology. And, like, I mean, I'm sure I could say something like Fielder's Choice or um, pop up the center, and it could mean, like, oh it God, could be... That an sounds
0: amazing. Day. I feel like I should, I should even better gay terms out of actual sports things. <laughs> Pick six. I'm sorry, I'm not a jock, you know? Like, that's, yeah. Well, neither am
1: I. But now yeah. we're, we're getting way out of the fuck off target. This movie, this, what this is this movie, movie about?
0: This movie is about fucking awful human beings In New York who are part of quote-unquote bear culture. And, um... What do you say, quote-unquote? Because, like... Do you think this movie is accurate at all? Honestly, yeah. I actually do. Because uh, I hate most gay subcultures. I feel like there's such a big issue with gay subcultures in that, like, in attempting to find a space for themselves, a lot of gay groups tend to ostracize basically any other human being alive that isn't part of their group or is feeling conflicted about being part of said group. And I feel like the movie actually does show that really well. But it's like it almost feels it's exclusionary, like to a fault. I don't it's so frustrating. It's an
1: inclusive film.
0: No, I don't think it's an inclusive film, but I don't think it's an inclusive community either. So, I mean, we'll get into this further later, and I'll, like, tell all sorts of fun gay experiences I've had. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so basically the movie is just... um, God, whatever. It's about this, like, group of friends, I guess, who all of a sudden have this, like, Twinkie gay boy who, like, sometimes is Twinkie and sometimes just, like, kind of has a muffin top. And I'm kind of, like... Like, every time I see him without a shirt on, I'm like, oh, you're not, like... You're thin, but you're not, like, super thin. Like, you look like someone who lost a lot of weight like I did when so I lost our... a lot of weight.
1: But... So this is our lead, uh, Tyler, played yeah. by uh, Joe Conti. But an he's actor basically so like obscure, a twink. He has no Wikipedia page.
0: Really? Well, good for yeah. him. But he's basically a twink, and he did he looks sort of... he looks like
1: a regular dude. He looks like a
0: but he is like a, a bear dude. chaser, right? Do you need do you need a definition for that?
1: I can I can I can use deductive reasoning and figure out what that means. Are you
0: sure he's not Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant? <laughs> uh,
1: that's uh, I went. I hope you guys took the over on that bet that uh, Juan laid down in the end of the last pod. <laughs>
0: What was the bet that I'd make? What, was it was my Did bet you that make I'd make? 1,000 disparaging remarks about The Revenant in 2016. Oh my god, I'm so glad I decided to make that bet, because here we go. Uh... <laughs> Take the open I mean, years long. There are There is a lot of pouncing on men by bears in this movie. This movie
1: so starts off, like, like, just goes right into it, right?
0: I actually don't know if I hate The Revenant or this more. Oh god, I feel so conflicted. <laughs>
1: Okay. This as is much, my existential as much, crisis. Listen, I, listen, I'm your friend. I know that you have sort of a like guttural dislike of Alejandro Gonzalez in Yuritu <laughs> and everything he stands for. Yes. But at least
0: the man can assemble a film. Oh, that's fair. You know? Yeah, you know what? The Revenant's better. Um, oh, no, I just said that. <laughs> listen, it's not hard to
1: be better at this movie because it's, it's shot. garbage. It's so bootleg in the way it's shot. I predicted this. But I had no idea how how shoddy the direction
0: would be. Everything. Close up. everything is in close-up. Everything is in close-up. And I don't understand why. I mean, there's every no, single
1: reaction shot. There's no personality here. There's no... The jokes are so lame. They're so bad. Sound mixing is terrible. Like, the score overtakes the Oh my god, oh, this,
0: it's so bad. It's like the soundtrack is obscene. Like... All of the songs are just... There was only one song I recognized in the entire movie, which is a RuPaul song, which, like, doesn't surprise me at all because I'm garbage. Right over my head because... It was during the dressing room montage because, obviously, since it's a fucking romantic comedy-type movie and, like... With gays instead of women, it it obviously has to involve a fucking montage of like costume changes. Oh my god! And I god, oh, I can't believe it.
1: I felt like there was a lot of quotation marks around the acting in this film.
0: What? The, people, people who weren't the 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 good couple acted in this movie. What? That's well, impossible. <laughs>
1: like, there's one dude who looks like Kyle Kinane, and then the other guy who you say is in Happy Endings.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, those so...
1: two those two dudes are really good.
0: Yes, they are. Okay, so we should we should probably we should probably learn their names because they deserve some
1: yeah, hold on, some
0: loving. God, I can't believe the tagline for this movie is "Romance can be hairy." I hate I hate everything. There's
1: so a lot much. of really bad jokes in this movie. Actors oh, are uh, Brian Keene. Brian Keene. Yeah. Uh, Gerald McCullough is in this movie. If you're like any CSI head in, uh, out there, will probably recognize that name.
0: He's so bad in this movie. Oh my God, Gerald McCullough is awful in this movie. But uh, but uh, Stephen Guarino and um, and Brian right, Keane he. are both very very good, actually. Yeah. Like they have decent, they have good chemistry, pretty decent comic timing. Like in fairness, like I don't want to be like that person who's like, oh well, like I've seen one of them often in another thing, but like maybe that's why I don't know. Like maybe I just know Stephen Guarino's like genuinely good so i'm just kind of like biased but like i don't know maybe not maybe he's just the only worthwhile thing anyway um so basically uh there are uh, i guess i want to say like three like two main couples and then twinkie gay boy and then like daddy awful acting gay and then twinkie best friend yeah
1: this dude actually is not listed on the wikipedia page just give me a second
0: which one? a Gay who, Friend?
1: Uh, the dude who plays Simon. The guy who plays Nick Alex Didier. DiDio. Alex DiDio.
0: DiDio, Yeah. I will say I I I did not mind him at all. <laughs> I wasn't fond of because it was shtick. It's clear that he was like laying it on thick. Yeah, I know, but like at the same time, he was the only part of this movie that felt so appropriately over the top for what it was, and I almost appreciate that. But Which anyway. is weird
1: because, is weird because I, I felt like he was, like, the only sort of, like, uh, person acting, in quotation marks, in a movie that tried really hard to be kind of, like, earnest.
0: Yeah, actually. And
1: that didn't really help things, At all. especially when the movie is being earnest about some kind of questionable shit.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's let's go over all the questionable shit. Okay, so... Uh, should we just like approach this by by couple scenarios? I guess I feel like that's the best way to handle this.
1: So this movie is an hour forty five, but really doesn't have any sense of pacing or plot. At all, everything just sort of happens.
0: It's so bad. It's so ugh, ugh. But like basically, okay. So let's start with narrative one, which is um. Twinkie, Tyler, and um, and Daddy, what's his name? Uh, Roger, Roger. Roger. Yeah. Okay. So basically, there's this Twinkie gay boy who's like, "Oh, you know, I'm so into bears, and I don't want to fucking tell anybody because, oh man, <laughs> I, I can't." The quote. The quote. I lost. Do, my it, shit. do it. Do it. Do I it. I lost my shit laughing. Admit you know that what? you like. First thing I thought
1: was, "Oh, Juan's gonna love this shit."
0: No, I'm sorry. I, I I I almost exploded. Admitting that you like bears is like coming out of the closet twice. I swear to God, I wanted to throw my laptop against the wall at that moment and just like stop stop. What a load of hardware. It's such bullshit. It's such garbage. I wanted to like I can't I can't do that. I can't deal with that. Like No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. I mean, no. I could I could probably <laughs> like oh my god, like, you're into bears, like, who the fuck is gonna judge you because you're fucking into bears, like, your shitty, twinkie fucking friends, like, get the fuck over it, like, oh my god, no, oh no, he's dating a fucking, like, fat, hairy guy, god forbid, oh, that's, like, the worst thing you could do in the world, and, like, I get it for a lot of fucking people in the gay community, it's bad, but, like, chill, like, fuck, it's not like fucking coming out of the closet twice, you piece of shit, god, I hate, hate everyone! In this movie, except for two people, which we will get to later. But, but, um, so whatever. He, he, like, ends up meeting a bunch of other fucking gay people at, like, a bear bar, which, like, I've been to two bear bars in my life, and I don't think I've ever seen a single place that full in my life, like, on a regular average night. How the fuck are there that many people just hovering outside of a bear bar? I mean, (laughs) like, the most packed one I went to was in... It was in Austin, and it was, like, on a trivia night. And that was, like, full, but it wasn't like, oh my god, there's, like, a shit... Like, there's, like, 20 fucking people standing outside smoking shirtless and, like, hitting on men. I don't know, like, I almost fell off my chair laughing at Benedict Cumberbatch's name, though, because I was drunk, so that was, um... That was a night. Uh <laughs> and then oh oh and then like one of his quotes when he's like, Oh, hey, there's a bear on your shirt. Son, there's a bear in my shirt. I I wanted to die. I can't,
1: I can't. You know, the the thing is, this movie has been described as kind of a uh bear version of sex in the city. No, it's not. and there's about I mean it, it certainly has that series' or that movie's predilection for quippy bon mots. that but these mostly fall flat.
0: These aren't funny. If you made, like, a Venn diagram of, like, sex in the city and this, the only similarities are, like, people who have sex and live in in New York. That's it. (laughs) Like That's it. That's genuinely it. And are occasionally catty and mean to each other. That's it. Like I just, <laughs> just I mean if that's all it takes to be Sex in the City, God, like my whole life is sex in the city. I don't know like <laughs> everything I do is sex in the city. <laughs> now, the one thing that this movie does not have that Sex in the City has is kind of
1: a, a sense of glamour because all these people are like basically blue collar people. They they work sort of service jobs, they live in like modest apartments. I mean no one is like loaded. I mean, no one's no one's, no one's, a, no one's a fucking writing a column. No one has a walk-in closet.
0: What do some of these people do? I mean, I know one of them doesn't have a job. Uh, shitty one Twinkie one boy works, works at a coffee shop. The other one works at a coffee shop.
1: We know this because there's a scene at a coffee shop that, A, goes on for fucking ever. Oh,
0: God, yeah. And, B,
1: he gets to spill a coffee tray because he's new in the most hilariously awful fashion I've ever seen in a motion picture. because it looks like he throws it on him like you see his
0: wrists not give out but fling it towards him he's not moving. yes he literally throws it on himself he just throws it on himself and i kind of find the fact that like and then takes off his shirt (laughs) yes but in that scene what bothers me even more is like a your pants would also be very wet in that situation because you know, gravity. He pretty just threw it onto his crotch, right? Yes. And B, he's walking to the bathroom, or like to the back room, and one of the fucking customers literally just starts like sexually harassing him. Right there. And I'm like, this yeah, cannot can him, be right? happening. Yes. Yes. He literally kind sticks of me, his done, hand right? into his pants. Like, partially And pulls him, and it's supposed to be like, oh, 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 it's so silly. He's doing that. And I'm just like, no, that's kind of sexual harassment. Like, I've had people try doing that to me in places, and, like, that's not okay. That's not okay. Like, I will push people the fuck off. Like, get the fuck away from me. Don't fucking do that. That's not okay. And, like, obviously he seemed a little, like, distraught by the concept, but he wasn't like, I don't know. It just happens all the time it's more like an annoyance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just kind of like, I have fucking coffee on me. Get the fuck away. Like, that's it. Like, like, I don't, ugh, 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 whatever. Okay. And then, and then whatever. So they work at a coffee. Okay, whatever. I don't, I don't care. There's, there's, there's like no glamour in this movie, but also that's kind of part of the whole like bear thing. Glamour implies femininity and obviously bareness is all about masculinity and obviously like gay culture in general has basically become this sort of like awful, awful. Like, it's just just a circle jerk of like masculine men for masculine men. And like the slightest sign of femininity immediately makes you like an outcast unless you are a super smooth, young man because everybody wants to fuck you but you have to also be masculine in order to be super smooth or if you shave all of your body then you are also smooth
1: like figuratively you mean like literally
0: no i mean literally and if you shave all of your body but you're still masculine but you're like bro blah 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 and you're doing all these typically feminine things as long as you're like bro it's cool bro it's all okay because you're mask enough, and I don't. Whatever, it's awful, awful. Gay people are so fucking awful. God, I hate gay. The politics are so deep. Much. They really are, It's awful. It's awful, 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 awful. Oh god, I hate being single again. Um, there's <laughs> some, we're into some, uh, some,
1: some, some thorny territory, it would seem. I know clearly. God, so
0: terrible? i'm sorry and this is
1: all this is all sort of all this is to sort of set up that he embarrasses himself in front of this apparent golden god of
0: sex appeal of of uh, yeah yeah who in
1: reality yeah this roger dude who in reality is kind of a wet blanket
0: he really is he's not hot like there's nothing about him that's particularly attractive he's just like like as someone who's like slept with older men before like that's he's not he's not particularly hot like uh, he's boring and like his whole thing is like oh i love bears but like this dude's like uh, like a regular he's basically beard. a muscle bear like he's like like he's not even that muscular he's just like kind of he's got like a beard i mean yes yeah, that's it like he's got a beard he's got some hair he's got like some muscles and he's like a silver daddy basically like <laughs> That's so it. much terminology. I know, I know. You're just getting it. But he's basically just like a like a silver daddy who's like apparently ashamed of having a Twinkie boyfriend in front of his mask muscle bro <laughs> friends.
1: <laughs> See, I thought the fact that I didn't care about any of these characters stemmed from the fact – And I, mean, I, I, I had like a, a, an inkling of an idea that this is just like not this – is, this is a like, perfect example of a movie that was not made for me. I, I'm clearly not the target audience. But no, it turns out that they're just shitty people with no development. No, but, like, that's the thing.
0: Like, this movie has gotten, like, awards from, like, Outfist and shit. And, like, people love this because it's, like, it's, like, a light, fluffy movie for, like, a niche subculture or whatever. I don't fucking know. But, like, I just, I can't stand it. I can't. But anyway, okay, so their relationship is awful. And
1: before we move on, I want to ask you one semi-contentious question.
0: Okay, please do.
1: Is the bar... For queer cinema, too so low. low.
0: Yes, it is. It absolutely fucking is. But in fairness, that's like saying, you know, like, you look at the Oscars and like, is the bar for het cinema too low? Like, I would, Danish I would argue... girl getting nominated I would this... <laughs> argue that the
1: bar for pop
0: cinema is too low. Yes, okay, fair. The pop cinema, pop cinema is which,
1: too low. Which I guess you could argue is hetero cinema because... Da 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 da. But yeah.
0: that's,
1: not, that's a discussion for another time.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's, that's ring, too can, complicated for this.
1: We can ring a couple of podcasts out of that. But yes, let's continue with
0: this um, initial couple of... The, what was it? The Twink and the Silver Daddy. Yes, Twink and Silver Daddy. Whatever. Uh, let's just like barrel through them because I'm fucking sick of talking about them. The... Basically, they're like big romantic scene or whatever. Is like they're talking the most about bowling. Yes, the they're talking bowling alley pieces. Yes, shit. sir. <laughs> so don't say it could have been
1: manly, or as if they were crushing beer cans on their forehead while they're doing it.
0: Oh my god! If they were crushing beer cans, I would actually maybe not hate this. No, I'd hate it more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're both like talking about like. Their father son bowling shit, and there's this really uncomfortable romantic score. It just it yeah, makes score, no it's like let me reiterate, the score is fucking awful, 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 awful. And then and then he ghosts him. He fucking ghosts. <laughs> like <laughs> instead of a fucking like instead of pottery, it's just bowling ghost. Like that's it. He ghosts it's him. Bowling ghost. he, <laughs> I would never refer to like that positioning as anything but ghosting someone like just 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 be on them and wrapping your arms around them and then telling them that they're they can make the the unmakeable. (laughs)
1: Listen, I mean, listen, a 710 split is tough, but it's not impossible. Come
0: on. I just I hate I hate I hate this movie. Um, uh, anyway, then they, they have, like, a sad moment or whatever again. This, this whole thing is just, like, on and off, a hot and cold shit. And then he meets, like, another, like, some fucking Spanish dude.
1: <laughs> Not just some Spanish dude. These stereotypical
0: spicy Latino love. <laughs> it's true. Mind you, he's um, literally a go-go dancer, too, which just made it all the better. God, this movie just traffics in stereotypes,
1: which I feel weird saying because, you know... I mean, this, this, I'm not the audience for this film,
0: but let me ask you, audience for this film, uh, does this movie trade in stereotype? Yes, it does. But I feel like I'm not the audience for this film because I have like self-respect. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is thing about that little bar we're about? I mean, I assume that you, I'm a gay man, would be into this movie. At the very least, I thought you would be into this movie more than me, but if someone goes on Lairbox and checks out our scores, I give this movie half a star more than I you. I know,
0: I know, and the other gay person on there whose review I actually liked a lot has also given it the same score as I did, so I'm happy about it, uh, whatever, anyway.
1: So my conclusion is that since you're closer to that universe,
0: you're a lot tougher on it than you, than I would be. I think you have yes. sin. yes. I think I think that would be a fair fair point. So let's, let's wrap up this arc. Whatever they both bu- they fucking spicy Latino guy is a whore. So the end they like Twinkie boy and fucking Silver Daddy who is also kind of a whore. Like not to sl- shame anybody, but like. That's basically how the movie treats them. Like, oh, he's a whore, so I don't fucking feel like dealing with him. Bye. And that's it. Like, in what, at what point, if ever, did they agree to be mutually exclusive? I didn't see this, this situation. Like, fucking... Now this movie doesn't really
1: trade in characterization.
0: No, God or... forbid. It arguably does trade in personal narrative in, like, in one point. But, we'll get, again, we'll get to that in a minute. Okay, so... Whatever, live happily ever after. Next, a uh, couple, which apparently the second movie is about their fucking wedding, and I'm just kind of like, ay, Dios mío, this sounds like a fucking disaster, pero bueno. Um, so, second couple, uh, big 400-ish pound dude and average Latino guy who overreacts to everything.
1: As the Hispanic fellas in this movie get kind of a raw deal.
0: Yeah, we really do. Uh, I'm not even going like to raw You guys joke. are kind of assholes yeah yeah we're all fucking awful people who overreact to Jesus everything Jesus. and then the only fucking spanish word we say is gordito and i'm just like really like
1: dude could use the band that he's trying to get in this movie
0: like and again not to say like oh he needs the band he's so big no, no, like no, no, whatever no, no, no.
1: like listen i mean the dude in the movie canon is at least 400 pounds I'm just saying that if he gets his procedure, if it, if he's got an inkling in his mind that he should get this procedure, it's probably not a bad idea. Exactly. His heart will probably thank him in, like, ten years. Exactly. I mean, it fucking worked for John Popper.
0: Like, he has... He wants to do it. Why not? Like, why does every single human being in this entire movie have to shame him? Like, for a subculture that is essentially supposed to be built on, like, body acceptance, this whole movie is very, very shameful about not being comfortable in your body and wanting to change and what bothers me the most about his arc is like literally he just wants to diet at one point and everyone's like oh but you know why don't you eat more oh look like have some more of this sausage and i'm just like oh my god why are you all like being just pieces of shit like if he wants to diet let him diet like mm -hmm."
1: big dude's name is gregory gunter Doesn't have a ton of credits, Uh, was in an episode of Louie a few years ago, is in all three of the uh, Bear City movies, but uh, most interestingly, he has a credit as laughing headline reader number two in David Byrne's True
0: Stories. No shit. Yeah. That's actually very cool. Um, Yeah. I suddenly like him more. Um, He's actually like one of the vaguely sympathetic characters in this movie.
1: The, I think he's the third best actor in this film behind yes, the two guys we're going to talk about He is.
0: Now. He is the third best actor in this movie. Okay, so his boyfriend's just kind of a piece of shit. The Latino piece of shit. That's it. That's all he is. Like, <laughs> He's an asshole. He literally leaves his boyfriend because his boyfriend wants to go have surgery. He basically guilts him into not... Spoiler
1: alert. He basically guilts him into not having a surgery... That could take pounds off
0: his body and add years to his life because he didn't quote unquote fall in love with a thin man or some some fucking bullshit like that. I almost lost my shit, like oh my God, this movie is weird, and like like what really really pisses me off is like ugh, like you don't like that that's such bullshit to me like and then the whole movie tries to kind of wrap it up, but like oh, I love you no matter what you decide to do. But, like, that's, like, that's that. fucked up. <laughs> like, no, this entire movie spends, like, a good portion of the movie is being like, oh, you know, if you change your body size during a relationship, I'm not obligated to still love you. And that's really fucked up. Like, even funny. though in this case it's going from, like, fat to thin, like... like Or let's face it, like, fat to less fat. Yes. Because a whatever. bandit... If you, if you get a bend, and you're not going to lose 250 pounds. Obviously, like, but still. you still like, going to be a stocky. Yes, but like as someone who's gone for like through massive weight changes over his life, like some of which was during my relationship. Like I went from like not thin, but like thin-ish to like chubby and like kind of overweight and shit. But like that puts – Like, that makes shit happen in your relationship. And I get it. It obviously brings conflict and it obviously brings a lot of shifts in attraction. But, like, if you're going to break up with someone because of that, you're kind of a shitty person. Like, (laughs) you're kind of a person who isn't that in love with your partner. And that's what you got to deal with. That's what I had to deal with. And that's what, like, I kind of wish these characters in this movie had to deal with. But they're all painfully one-dimensional so that's impossible i agree <laughs> this movie struck a lot of chords with me
1: yeah i was gonna say i didn't expect this episode to get like fucking real
0: no this episode is gonna be really real and we're gonna get even more real in the discussion of the last couple which is again oh, my favorite. Shit. um anyway do we have anything else to say about these two fucking people i don't have a damn thing to say I really, I really wish, I really wish this, this, this narrative had been handled better because honestly, the, the boyfriend is literally in there for maybe three minutes. Even, yeah. Yeah. Three minutes tops tops. Cause I don't think he, he got four minutes. I genuinely don't. He's just like a jealous asshole too, because we haven't even gone into that. He's literally like the most insecure, jealous human being. Well, he,
1: gets, he gets like a gratuitous makeout session with the, with the uh, Gregory Gunter.
0: Yeah. Which, like, is really uncomfortable. This movie's really awkward with sex. Like, at least Sex in the City, you can give it the credit where, like, the sex is often very fun and light. And this movie's kind of just really awkward about it. Like, there's We're no real tone.
1: Hmm? Or shrouded in darkness, like, at the club towards the
0: end. Oh my god, yeah. Like... <laughs> If I didn't know better, I'd feel like like a homophobe directed part of these sex scenes. But um Anyway. Like
1: I haven't seen I haven't seen uh, Bill Friedkin's cruising.
0: Neither have I actually.
1: But I feel like like I don't know, apparently there was like the infamous lost lost tapes. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I I think maybe they tried to spice a bit of those lost tapes there. Because mm. this has kind of a weird, ham fisted feel.
0: Yeah, it kinda does. Um but then again, like, again, this is the same community that accepts James Franco's shitty remaking of those lost tapes from Cruising as, like, a fucking queer masterpiece.
1: Fucking. One of the most hilariously just savage reviews of that, I forget who wrote it, but it was in Film Comment Magazine. Mm-hmm. And it is the most venomous piece of film criticism I have ever read in my entire life.
0: Really? Oh my god, I need to read it. Uh, up. I still need to finish watching that. I saw like ten minutes of it and I hated it so much so I turned it off. <laughs> anyway, um Um Oh, and then like one of the fucking Did I already say like a bear is a terrible thing to waste? Because that was like honestly just like a slap to the fucking face. Like
1: Yeah, you didn't say that, but you
0: have now, and that's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Okay. Anyway. Final couple who I like a lot. Um who are the only Normal human beings in this movie, who I can relate to and actually give a shit about, um, are the arguably main. I know, I know they're not technically the main couple, but they're basically the main fucking couple. They're the um, most interesting. Yes, they are. Which um, you, you just, you just said their names, and I've already forgotten. Brent and Fred. Brent and Fred. I like Brent and Fred a lot. I think. They are genuinely interesting human beings.
1: While you were watching the movie, you had texted me that the first time that you laughed in the movie was during their ill-fated threesome in the tub.
0: Yes, okay. I really enjoyed their shitty threesome attempt. But basically, okay, so this, this entire couple is just... It's these two guys who are at like a sort of lull in the relationship, and they're considering whether or not to attempt a an open relationship, which is something I went through for uh, some period of my life. And, um, which it did not work out as well as this lovely movie did, but, uh, there were a lot of other issues in my life. So who cares? That's a different story. They didn't
1: really work out in this movie either. I
0: mean, they didn't really work out in this movie either. No, it were, I mean, well, they just, just decided not to have an open relationship, right, which right. is fine. I mean, good for them. They didn't like break up or anything and have, Awful lives. Anyway, um... (laughs) um, Oh, also, on the note of, like, gratuitous sexual... Like, awkward sexualness, like, this movie has 11 ass shots and one really awkward ass crack shot that I feel was supposed to be funny. So, okay, at one point during their open relationship, they're living with the Twinkie boy. And, like, um... Fred just puts his fucking... Like,
1: just puts his fucking finger in his crack.
0: Yeah, he just literally, like, rubs his crack. <laughs> and, okay, like, that's a weird... <laughs> obviously, his boyfriend sees it, and he's just like, bro, what the fuck, later on. Basically, all of their conversations, even even when they're, like, poorly shot and everything, they just actually felt, like, almost natural, even though they were jokey to an extent. And I actually, I really liked their relationship. I felt like it was a real couple i was watching for once
1: i'd like to circle back to the three tub two seconds please do i mean this is the only instance in the film that has like a, what, what what could possibly be interpreted as interesting direction because they'll cut to like a pov shot of one yeah and then they react to the camera as if they were doing something
0: like to them yeah like, like facing their significant other
1: yeah, yeah except this except the dude the, the third dude Basically, cracks his fucking skull open and has to go to the fucking hospital.
0: <laughs> That's where it got ruined for me. Like, the entire rest of it, I was actually, like, enjoying it. And then and then that happened, and I'm like, oh.
1: And not just crazy. that, but they call it back at the end of the movie yes. where dude, the the dude same dude tries to pick them up but doesn't remember that he already was in an aborted threesome with them Basically. because of he's his head injury that you know he still has because he has a fucking bandage no shirt on but a fucking head bandage
0: because that makes perfect sense and that's, that's just movie. terrible i know i hate it i hate it so much it's awful <laughs> but um also like that scene that scene in the in the tub plays really well cuz it is again genuinely like the only funny moment in the movie and it's one of the only scenes where like steven garino gets to like actually use his comedy chops because he's so good he's so funny like i've seen episodes of like big uh big gay sketch show with him and he's good and like i love him on happy endings he is by far one of like the like derek is such a good character on happy endings and he plays this very very like over the top like feminine gay man in that movie and, like, everything he does, he basically, like, he would be a perfect extra on, like, Sex and the City if Sex and the City were even more over the top than it is, basically.
1: I, well, listen, I thought this movie was about, I thought this was going to be, like, a road trip movie. The way that it was, like, explained to me in the plot, or at least the the synopsis is, like, there's all these dudes who are going who are going north to, like, a bear like, convention or party or whatever. Like, a weekend.
0: Yeah. But, nope. <laughs> the Bear City weekend wasn't even particularly important.
1: It was there for like 5 minutes at the end.
0: Exactly. But whatever, anyway. Um again, their relationship is good and solid for the most part and it actually works and um whatever.
1: Uh now I not have absolutely nothing to add this movie was dire.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> I can't it was. You fucking watch this. It's not good. It's just not good at all.
1: No, it's not funny. It's not interesting. It's not well shot. It's not well made. It is. Uh, it's it fat. is. It is. It is pablum. It is pablum.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: So yeah, needless to say, this gets a rotten from me.
0: Yeah, it gets a rotten for me too. Damn, that ah. was that was like the quickest rotten, double rotten we've ever given.
1: Listen, I mean, I feel like as the person who gave this a higher score on of the two. I feel I should go to bat for this movie, but there's nothing to go to bat for. There's a couple of decent gags. Three of the actors are pretty good, and I like to see them in other things, but this was not... I can't recommend this. There's not a universe where I can recommend this.
0: Yeah, no, it's not worth it at all. Um, so whose recommendation is first today?
1: Because you recommended this pile. Uh, <laughs> I'm that's where he, My recommendation first. This sorry. is my recommendation... And we usually go by, by uh, sort of, uh, if we can't find anything by with a director or an actor or something, because these are a lot of bit players here. So, well, bit players and like other movies that I've seen, uh, we're gonna go with uh, something of the same year with the same genre. And I don't know if I agree with the genre categorization here, but it's on a Letterbox under the same category, so fuck it, let's do it. My recommendation is the 2010, uh, fucking weirdest shit. Fucking horror! What's it? Rubber, directed by Quentin Dupieux. Uh, it's about a telekinetic tire roaming the uh, the American desert, fucking I killing people with <laughs> friggin' <freaking> scanner powers. <laughs> it's it's it, you're either on board with this kind of gimmick movie or you're not. I'm on board with
0: it. I mean, you know what? I think this is a total fair, total fair. Fair point because they're both gimmick movies and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, the gimmick here is that you know it's oh it's a tire, but you know it's
0: but it's uh, a fucking it's, telekinetic. It's a really good movie. I'll stand with you on this it's recommendation. A,
1: it's, it's a movie about like the the operating principle is no reason. Sort of just it's very absurd. It's a very absurd yes, film.
0: But all of his but, movies are very absurd. All
1: of his movies are very absurd. A lot of people weren't crazy about a wrong
0: which I really liked. I still need to watch wrong, but I really liked reality and like some people hated it.
1: Also, here's the thing. I'm French, like I'm French Canadian. So I kind of vibe with the sort of uh, absurdist, absurdist
0: French Canadian shit.
1: <laughs> well, you know, cause well, it's like from France, the surreal stuff and the dadist stuff because this is what it is. It is a dadist film. Yeah. So yeah, rubber it's, it's, uh, it'll cost you like 80
0: minutes. It's not very long. It's, yeah, it's no, a weird it's, one. It's, it's cool. It's really good. It's really good. I would actually, I would stand by Derek on this recommendation wholeheartedly. So what do you got? Um, I am picking a French Canadian film. Oh wait, you're gonna pick one. You're gonna pick one by my enemy Xavier Dolan. I like how you say he's your he's your enemy. You've seen like what one of his movies? Uh two. <laughs> okay, wait. I think I'm gonna recommend one of the two.
1: Uh, uh, yes, you might, because I believe 2010 was the year of...
0: Heartbeats. Les amours imaginaires, yeah. Yes, thank you for the French title. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw this movie, like, when it first came out, so I was fucking 19 years old, and oh man, this movie, when I was 19 years old, was just like, oh my god, all of my feels are on this screen. I understand every emotion that this character is going through, because it's basically just, like, really, really lavishly shot scenes of like a straight, uh, a gay dude and his like female best friend fighting over a potentially bisexual dude. (laughs) And that's basically the whole movie. That's literally the whole movie. It's like, Like, I can't, I can't co-sign this the way you co-signed rubber with me though. I know you can't, but at the same time, like it is a far better gay movie than bear city. Derek, give me that. I will give you that thank you as much as you don't care for his indulgences he has a sense of direction he has a sense of writing he has he knows he can act too like
1: well let's say not say what you not, want about no. the
0: guy like he he knows how to make a film
1: he definitely knows how to direct more than he can act and write
0: I helpful. disagree. I think he's he, he's a. I think he's grown into himself as an actor a lot, especially in Tom at the Farm, which you still haven't seen. Listen, there's a lot of movies out there that I haven't seen. No, man. but dude, you should really, really watch whatever. I think you should watch Tom at the Farm. If 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 none of the others, Tom at the Farm, because I it think literally watched... is a Hitchcock movie. But whatever.
1: Have you watched Universal Soldier: Day of Reckoning yet?
0: Okay, let's let's. Well, are, was that our deal? Was that our deal? I watch Universal Soldier. You watch. Well, no, because I have to watch, that's not fair, because I have to watch a whole series of movies to get to Day of oh no, no, you don't, you don't need to fucking catch up. You, just, you said you just I just watch. had to watch the first one and then that. Well, you don't even have to watch the first one, really, I mean. Okay, fine, then I'll just watch that and you watch Tom at the Goddamn Farm. Alright, when? I don't fucking know, like probably sometime this month. Alright, I could probably or do whatever. anyway, Heartbeats. Heartbeats is a great movie. Anyway. <laughs> it's not a great it's a pretty damn good movie. It's okay. <laughs> I like it plenty, but um I, I didn't love it as much the second time I saw it, but I feel like if I rewatch it now, maybe I'll like it a lot more. I don't know. I mean Heartbeats like Rubber, like
1: Bear City is kind of a gimmick movie.
0: It is a gimmicky movie. It's literally just like love triangle to like peak aesthetic.
1: Yeah, I guess you're either like you're either on board or you're not. You know, it's a really it's really,
0: really a matter of like taste yes all of these movies are very very much a matter of taste uh more than like normal movies yeah go us we're so in theme today <laughs> if you try hard enough
1: you can link pretty much anything that's true all right anyway so uh stuff let's probably do plugs so one and i run a website dim the house lights we just celebrated our second birthday go us uh you can find it at uh dim uh, there you can find all of our long-form film criticism and the long-form film criticism of several other writers, including Michelle Arf, Chris Mello, Ross Burks, and Carl Harris. If you're interested in this pod specifically, you can go to our pod's website, which is at sitmwypodcast.tumblr.com. There you can find links to our Twitter pages, our Letterboxd accounts, our RSS feed, and most importantly, a link to our iTunes show page. So click on that, sucker then you go and click the subscribe button you give us a five-star rating you give us a review composed of words like awesome and cool and no shit about movies like i said you can follow us on twitter you can follow myself uh at Derek underscore g you can follow one at whoa it's juanito that's w-o-a-h it's juanito on one word Uh, you can follow us both on letterbox at those same handles uh juan has a gig writing at the miami new times and you can find everything i write dot schlockcity.com i think that's everything awesome
0: that's that's pretty solid
1: oh shit uh... you know what we forgot to do we forgot to tell the good people at home what the hell we're gonna do in two weeks as far as the movie was concerned
0: oh what are we gonna do in two weeks you can just put that in so... a second go ahead
1: <laughs> oh so, yeah i gotta I got fucking pick well, okay so here's my reasoning we did a gay movie this time,
0: right? Uh, are you going to pick like, an ultra straight movie?
1: I'm going to pick a, probably the straightest movie in existence, my oh, friend. Oh, God help me. Uh, we Next time on uh, Stuck in the Middle with You, we are going to do a movie that I know I like. I've seen this movie. Oh, no. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's a movie that I think is dope. One of John Woo's American movies from the 1990s. Oh, God. And it stars my favorite actor and yours, the muscles from Brussels, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, my, like... <laughs> Motherfucker, next time we are doing Oh, my God, we're doing... <gasps>
0: I know what we're doing. And tar- I'm actually... Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I've never seen this and I've always wanted to. <laughs> doing Hard Target because that movie's fucking great. Yay. Oh, I'm excited about this. Oh, you picked a good one. I didn't know Hard Target had a 50. Holy shit. Right on the money. 50%. That's fucking awesome. All right. We're going to do Hard Target. That's great. Okay, I'm into right. this.
1: So, uh, so uh, with that, armed with that knowledge, I shall see you in two weeks. Peace out.